You know, I think Sepplesfield Para Vintage Tawny is one of the great wine traditions of the world. They're extremely rare wines because they have lasted 100 years or more, and they will continue to exist for another 100 or even 170 years. Although very old bottles of Bordeaux, Rioja or Burgundy have survived and sometimes are really quite extraordinary things to drink, there are never any guarantees and most are curios. On the other hand, Sepultsfield Para Vintage Tawnies were laid down with the ambition for them to last for at least 100 years and to be shared by not the next generation, but amazingly generations after that. You are listening to Andrew Kayard, and I'm a wine expert and master of wine. And this podcast is about the 1921 Sepultsfield Para Vintage Tawny, which comes from the glorious Barossa Valley in South Australia. It also coincides with the 170th anniversary of Sepultsfield, which was established by Joseph Sepult in 1851. There is something utterly magical about tasting a 100-year-old wine. It's like visiting an ancient monument, yet somehow going back in time and being with the people who built it. It's an experience few of us ever have the opportunity to enjoy, yet when it happens, it is so memorable and heartwarming. The release of the 1921 Sepultsfield Paravinted Tawny on its 100th birthday it's a reminder that our forebears had great hopes and visions for a prosperous Australia. When Benno Sepult laid down a cask of 1878 para vintage tawny at Sepultsfield, he began a great tradition that has been respected and continued for 134 years. Through depressions and world wars and intergenerational change, the tradition has lasted. And under the current ownership of Vigneron Warren Randall, the visions of Benno and Oscar Sepult have been geared to modern expectations. Sepultsfield is very much a great 19th century legacy, and the Centennial Cellar epitomises the efforts and baton changes of seven generations or more. There are few places in the world with such a collection of aged tawnies. After their century-long maturation, these magnificent fortified wines are bottled in prime condition and offer a sensory experience like no other. They are so rare and extraordinary that the wines always seem to attract perfect scores from wine writers. Not because the wines are perfection, but because they offer a window into the past and go beyond the experience of a number. That sensory patina, known as rancio, is like a mystical and exotic aroma that wafts the mind away into another time and the taste is like peeling away layers of an onion where every new sip unfolds another memory. You know, few wines ever do that or unlock the emotions of nostalgia, feelings of place and sense of resilience all at the same moment. This beautiful para vintage tawny has survived the passage of time and developed into something truly ethereal and evocative. It is a symbol of nature and loving nurture across generations. And that's why I think the 1921 Sepultsfield Para Vintage Tawny is so special. And so what does the 1921 Sepultsfield Para Vintage Tawny taste like? 
It's really difficult to truly capture something so ethereal and ever-changing in the glass. But descriptors like marmalade and treacle, molasses, licorice, mahogany, Indian spices, tobacco, dark chocolate, country gardens, dried raisins and dates, grilled nuts and everything in between give a sense of its complexity and proportions. It's an endless sensory kaleidoscope that changes with the air. And when you taste this 1921 para, you only need a thimble to understand its power, concentration and layered complexity. Even at the finish, the taste is lasting. It takes at least a few minutes before the taste finally vanishes off the palate. Now you can understand why the wines are bottled in perfume bottles. It is the taste, and not the drink, that is etched in memory. Nineteen-twenty-one was a magnificent year in Australia, especially for grape growers and vignerons. In fact, it was regarded as one of the finest vintages ever gathered in South Australia. Combined with prices that could never ever have been dreamt of, the wines promised vignerons a bumper year with unmatched quality and quantity. At Seppelsfield, winemaker Oscar Seppel was truly excited. The company his grandfather Joseph had founded in 1851 had expanded to become the largest winery and drinks manufacturer in the Southern Hemisphere. Seppelsfield produced a bewildering range of table wines, sherries and spirits, but it also made cordials, vinegars and bitters for an increasingly sophisticated Australian market. The place was a magnificent 19th century vision, but harnessed to the new winemaking skills and technologies of the day. Many Barossa growers had planted primarily Shiraz, Grenache and Mataro, or Mavedra as it's called in France, in response to new export markets. And by the 1860s and 1870s, the region was a patchwork landscape of vineyards across rich, vivid, chocolatey soils and rolling country. By the 1920s, many of these vineyards were at the height of their productivity, and vignerons like Oscar Seppel truly believed they were the foundation of a great wine industry in the Barossa. With the First World War now in the past, the wine community was in a buoyant mood, especially with the bumper 1921 vintage. But even in 1921, the grapes arrived at the Gravity Flow winery by horse and dray. Although mechanisation was slowly being introduced, the old ways, and the old timers, were still employed. In fact, steam engines still ran the pulley systems that ran the pumps and presses in the winery. And people were everywhere, working the crushers, heaving away at plunging the open fermenters. And the heady smell of fermenting grape juice filled the air, although ventilated windows prevented the build-up of alcoholic stupor. Meanwhile, in the sheds, barrel makers banged away, making up new oak casks and barrels, or repairing them, and Selimund clambered over the stacks of barrels, topping up maturing wine. This place, Sepultsfield, an empire of wine, epitomised the ambitions of Australian vignerons during the 1920s. Sepultsfield wines were sold in every state, and massive volumes were sent to England and hogsheads to be sold as Australian Burgundy. But fortified wine was always a Sepultsfield speciality. In 1878, the eccentric machine-loving Benno Sepult laid down his first barrel of vintage tawny. It was a puncheon, actually, and it was not to be enjoyed until it had reached 100 years of age. 
It was a symbolic gesture, of course, and typical of this brilliant, outward-looking man. But it was just one barrel among tens of thousands, something that could easily be lost and forgotten, as it turned out, by accountants or financial controllers for a century. But it was also something to prove to future generations that the Barossa was somewhere special. Joseph Seppelt had first arrived to grow tobacco and make cigars, but the climate proved not to be right. The Seppelt family planted wine grapes and encouraged new settlers, many of German origin, to do the same. And soon the fortified tawnies of Seppeltsfield were world famous, and Para, named after a creek and sometimes a river in the Barossa Valley, became synonymous with the finest wines of South Australia. The centennial collection of 100-year-old para-vintage tawnies offer an unbroken line of ambition and provenance. These tawnies are a liquid palimpsest of incredible beauty, density and complexity. I really love the story of these truly unique wines. This great old 1921 para-vintage tawny represents all the things I love about Australian wine. Resilience, generations of effort, technical brilliance and forward thinking as much as being one of the great wine experiences in the world. For more information on the 1921 Sepultsfield 100-year-old para-vintage tawny and other vintages from the Centennial Collection, please visit sepultsfield.com.au. And for those lucky enough to leave home to visit the Barossa Valley in South Australia, Sepultsfield offers an incredible array of tasting experiences and activities, including a tour of the Centennial Cellar and the opportunity to taste rare vintage tawnies and birthyear vintages. You can also book for lunch or dinner at the brilliant Fino restaurant. This podcast was recorded at Annesley Street Studios by Andrew Kayard, produced by Christoph Priddle, with music by James Greville.